Good morning, Manly Dad. Today, I want to talk about the hospital visit. Uh, Specifically, I have four tricks for you to stay sane during your visit. So I was sitting in the hospital chair next to my wife, uh, waiting for her to go into labor. And I realized that it wasn't what I expected. And you're probably gonna find this, that it's not what you expected in your mind. I expected this racing off to the hospital, water gushing everywhere, trying to keep it off the seat while still caring for my wife and getting to the hospital and all sorts of things to go crazy. And instead, I'm sitting in the hospital chair in this delivery room with my wife sitting on the bed next to me, just like we had before we left, just like we had when we were at the doctor's appointment. And nothing had changed. You see, instead of my wife having her water break and all that process that we see in the movies, instead, we had been to the doctor's office earlier in the day. And what we thought was just a routine visit turned into a little bit of a surprise when they did the sonogram and said, hey, we think your baby's almost 10 pounds and we're not okay with that. So you're going to have to do something about that and you're going to have to do something now. So they gave us two options. They said either you plan a C-section tomorrow as soon as it's available or you come in tonight and we'll induce her and begin the labor process And if that goes well, great. If it doesn't, we're still going to give her a C-section. So my wife and I both wanted to try for natural delivery um, for a number of reasons. We don't go into that now, but we decided, okay, let's go ahead. And she's already at 41 weeks and four or five days, Uh, 41 weeks and four days, I guess it was, because a few days later was when she had planned on getting induced anyway, and she was uncomfortable baby had already overcooked. So we were not concerned about her being induced and just helping this progress along the way a little bit. And we want to do it kind of under our terms rather than the emergency C-section or the doctors trying to take over. We, so our compromise was let's go ahead and do it this way. So we uh, got to the hospital and I realized just this isn't what I envisioned. My wife hasn't done anything special as of this moment as they're preparing to induce her. Um, this isn't the water breaking, all that. Um, thankfully she was able to do natural delivery, um, despite what the uh, doctors tried to get us to do more of that in a minute. Um, but, but through this process, there were a couple things that I did well, that I'm glad I was able to do that I would definitely do again. And there were a couple things that I learned later, just, I totally missed, um, got advice from other dads afterwards that they said, oh yeah, that happened to us too. And I did this and I went, oh, I wish I had done that. Why didn't I know about this before? I totally would have done that. So that's what I'm going to go through with you now. So number one, set expectations. Um, So before we even went into the hospital, my wife and I had already set expectations and communicated those expectations, especially to family. Um, We had rules in place. They knew the rules that seemed a little strict, but we figured that letting them know in advance the way that this was going to be done, the way that it was going to go down would be way more helpful than them being there and having these totally different expectations in the moment, super excited and us telling them that it didn't work. So 
One of the big ones was just only a couple people were allowed in the delivery room during the actual birth and they had to switch out in between. There's only three people allowed and one of them was me. Um, so only two other people were allowed in the room with us up until we had given birth and we're up in the mom and baby area and then everyone can come and visit and it's all relaxed and calm and all that. But until then, there's only two people. So first we had to tell family, only two people, not even our rules, just that's the way it is. And then during the actual birth, my wife had to decide, okay, who do I want in there with me? And she wanted her mom first and foremost. No surprise there. Totally understandable. And then there were a few extra people that she also wanted there, but she could only have one of them. And some we didn't even know, like one of her best friends didn't even know if she could be there. Um, her sister and my mom and just, she wanted all of these people to be there, but one, she couldn't pick them. Um, she only could have one out of however many extra people she'd like to be there. And two, she didn't know in that moment how she would feel if she just wanted it quiet and everyone out, um, feeling very exposed and vulnerable and the fewer people there to see her, the better, or if she really wanted support and just wouldn't care who saw what at that point. So we told the people, okay, her mom is going to be there. The other people, we're not sure. You might be able to be in the room during the actual birth. You might not. So you're going to have to be okay with that. We'll let you know when it gets to that moment, if you are able to come in or not. You might not be able to. So we're just, we're warning you of that in advance. Um, when we went to the hospital, we told them she's being induced. They're not even starting on the Pitocin until tomorrow morning. Tonight, it's just this ripening agent, all sorts of fun there. Um, so until tomorrow morning, you guys don't even need to worry about coming down here. Yes, we're being admitted to the hospital. She is going to give birth, but it, nothing's going to happen tonight. And if it does, we'll let you know. So they all got in the area, but didn't do anything. So um, there are a few other expectations and things just they knew that if they were asked to leave, they'd need to do it then. We might need breaks at some point. We might invite them in. Just they knew that they were following our lead and it was wonderful. Family was great and supportive and was there when we needed them and gave us a little bit of space when me or my wife needed it. And that was just, it was great. It was just the type of dynamics, no hurt feelings, um, which I know is really hard, even if you set expectations and do this, but we're really happy about that. Number two, speak up. Um, this is especially the case that I was sitting there waiting for them to begin to induce my wife and all that. And when, before they started Pitocin, doctor came in and this was the next morning after they had already done the ripening and stuff. And doctor came in and said, okay, this is a big baby. We're going to try this, but if I don't like anything, I'm making the call and we'll do something else. I said, okay, that sounds like you just said lit for whatever arbitrary reason, you're going to decide to do something else. I assume there's something else you're talking about is a C-section, right? Yeah. I said, okay, well, what exactly is it that you're looking for or not looking for? Um, we really want to try for the natural birth. And I would like to know exactly what requirements you're looking for because baby getting stuck because she's too big doesn't seem like we're going to find that out until we're actually trying to give birth. So you calling it before then, I, I'd like to know the reasoning behind that. Um, long story short, 
doctor and I almost got into a fight before it, not a fight. Um, we, we almost broke our respectful conversation. Um, butted heads a little bit because this doctor thought that she was making the call. Um, she thought that she knew everything. I've done a lot of things with a lot of medical, uh, personnel, a lot of doctors, the ones that think that they know everything, um, put up red flags for me right off the bat because I, <laughs> I, I've dealt with really bad consequences because a doctor found out my mom needed emergency surgery and thought that he was the only person in existence who could perform that surgery because he had a little bit of a God complex. Um, and in doing so permanently disabled my mom for a very long time. Um, I, I trusted doctors a little bit more back then. Since then I've learned to speak up when you think something's not quite off or not quite right. Ask questions. Yeah. <sighs> ask good questions, ask good questions, ask good questions, keep it respectable. Please don't get in an actual fight. Um, I'm about the most peace loving person on earth when it comes to physical violence An actual fight was nowhere near what I'm talking about. Um, we almost got into an argument rather than a discussion was what actually happened because I was standing up for my wife saying, okay, this isn't what we expect. And I'm going to ask questions and I want to know good reasoning for you to think that you can make a call unless it's emergency. If it's emergency, my wife, my baby is in actual danger. Totally make a call. Do it. No problem. But otherwise, just if you don't like the way it's going, just because you don't want to get sued because malpractice is a real thing and it motivates doctors way more than it should. Guys, you, you would not believe how many decisions doctors have to make just for malpractice reasons. And so I had to speak up and just say, hey, just because it's easier for you and it's less risky for you to give a C-section does not mean that that's what's right for our family. Um, I know a lot of friends who have had to have C-sections when it's not planned. A number of them did not think it was really necessary afterwards. So just speak up, especially don't be afraid to ask the doctors questions. Um, thankfully due to me speaking up, we were able to give a natural birth, even though they were very much pushing towards a C-section and nothing went wrong. We, the birth went smooth, flawless. Um, there is no hang up. Daughter was actually a little bit smaller than what they thought. She was only eight pounds, 12 ounces instead of almost 10 pounds, which is a huge difference, especially when it comes to labor. Uh, so just speak up, ask good questions. Third, don't neglect yourself. Um, sleep whenever you can, including when your wife is getting ready to go into labor. Um, the night before as the induction began, we were able to get some sleep, my wife and I, um, it wasn't good sleep. It was close your eyes, start to drift off. And then the next person walks in the room, but still it was rest. Um, and then when my wife got an epidural, it also, Medical staff even said, hey, she's going to feel a lot better. Labor is soon to be in the height of what it's going to be. Until then, though, she's going to be a bit relaxed because of this. If you can sleep, it's really going to help you because this, this is the intense part. So try to get some sleep. Also, don't forget to eat. Um, if you have to ask family to get you food so that you can eat it outside the room, 
your wife can't eat at this point. So please step outside of the room. Don't, don't do that to your wife. Um, make sure you still have your cell phone. Let someone that is prepared to run and grab you. So should something happen, um, don't like leave campus or the hospital or something, but, um, so eat and sleep. And the last thing is enforce rules when necessary. Uh, this specifically. So after my wife gave labor that night, we're up in the mom and baby area and the nurses and techs and everyone have just been doing their rounds like mad babies trying to go into that first deep sleep. My wife is exhausted. I'm exhausted. And they just keep going through the room. So I asked the nurse, Hey, what's the schedule tonight? It's like 10 o'clock at night. We're exhausted. Are we going to be able to sleep? What, what do your, what's your schedule look like? How often do you need to come in here and get vitals and do all that stuff? And she said, okay, every four hours, we're going to need to come in here and do vitals. And other than that, you guys are good to go. I said, that's wonderful. I, I can handle every four hours. That that's great. Well, every four hours did not happen. They came in every half hour for the next four hours um, and continued to do so until I spoke up again and still it didn't change much. Um, we were able to get one about two or three hour break um, for the entire night. That was the longest that we were able to get is about a three hour break. And at that point, my daughter was so exhausted from continually being woken up from this first deep sleep that she was almost inconsolable. I had to walk the room continually for her not to be crying because she could not get to sleep. She was just that ridiculously tired because the medical staff broke their schedule because it wasn't convenient for them at the time. Came in whenever things worked for them. And it 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 upset the baby so much. It upset my wife. It upset me. In addition to all of the beginning to breastfeed issues, um, it's just a difficult process. So <laughs> we were able to get a little bit of sleep barely that first night. Um, I think I got about an hour. My wife probably got closer to about 15 minutes. It, it was rough. And so I talked to one of my best friends after this and told him about it. And he said, yep, they tried to do the same thing to me. And it finally got to the point where I took a chair and I put it outside of the room and I sat in front of the door so my wife and baby could sleep. And when the nurses came, I told them, you will have to come back. You were just here 20 minutes ago. You said you would not be coming back for a while. So you will need to leave and come back when you said you would. You may come back in an hour and a half. And I said, oh, oh, you made them stick to their schedule that they told you. If it's not an emergency, they need their rest. Please come back later. I totally would have done that. If I would have thought of that, if I would have known, I totally would have enforced the rules for them. So don't be afraid to enforce when necessary. Don't get yourself kicked out of the hospital either, guys. That's that's not what we're going for here. But if you feel comfortable with trying to stand your ground uh, respectfully, uh, informing others that, nope, sorry, they, they're resting right now. They're not able to see you. Um, like you said, it, you won't be to come back here for this long. So unless it's an emergency, we're just going to go ahead and let them sleep. Uh, you might shock some nurses, but uh, if you need to try to enforce the things, work with them. The nurses are, for the most part, your friends. Um, 
the the nurse we got that first night after I saw how great the other ones were, I probably would have asked for a new first nurse, but uh, things are stressful enough. I didn't want to just kick them out for no reason. So, uh, so one set expectations two, speak up, especially to your doctor, uh, if necessary, ask good questions. Three, don't neglect yourself. Try to get some sleep, try to eat. Uh, sleep will not happen for a while after that. And four, enforce the rules when necessary. Be respectful of your medical staff. Um, even that first doctor, I was as respectful as I possibly could. This one was the wife who gave, uh, <laughs> who delivered my baby, uh, sewed my wife back up. I did not want to upset her. Just stand up a little bit. Uh, so as always, thank you for adventuring with me today. Uh, love to hear your thoughts on Facebook. Uh, be sure to subscribe here. If you've enjoyed the show, please add a rating on iTunes or wherever you uh, listen to the show. They really help us out. Thank you guys for the uh, ratings that you have, Grade. It's tremendously encouraging, um, and I so much appreciate it. So I'm Brandon Mead, and until next time, happy dad venturing. <laughs>